Good day, everybody, and welcome to the Vittles and Vitals podcast, where we talk about important stuff and how that stuff connects to food, because everything connects to food. I'm Jay Reed. I'm the father. And I'm Jacob Reed. I'm the son, and we're your hosts. So, um, here we are, just chilling, and I've been here at the house for a couple of days now, which is kind of uncommon. It's been almost a week. By a couple of days, you mean like a, a week. few weeks. Has it been two weeks yet? <laughs> at I'm least not sure. two weeks. So I've been here for a hot minute because, you know, we're in the, midst of, in the midst of a pandemic currently, but also because all of my school has moved online, which I think is a really interesting thing and I think will definitely be kind of a history in the making situation. Like my kids are going to see this in their history books. Absolutely. So the topic today is college, just college. And college has taken a, taken on a whole new meaning. But I wanted us to talk about this today because you're just a few days away from your final class. And then perhaps, as we record anyway, mm-hmm. uh, and then another week after that, then you'll be done with finals. And theoretically... I have 10-ish school days. Yeah, yeah, May 1st is was the graduation, so... Are you graduating? There actually will be an online graduation ceremony. I don't know what that means. I think it's pretty much just Dr. Keenum giving a keynote address or whatever you want to okay. call it. But So yeah. instead of cap and gown, you'll be wearing a baseball cap and a robe. I don't even own a robe. It'll probably be short. <laughs> Scary. No, don't tell us that. Uh, but no. Um, so there is something. A lot of people are disappointed in that decision. I think it makes sense because we'll, we may still be under... A shelter in place, you know, getting multiple thousands of people gathered in a... That would be a tremendous undertaking with everybody at home now, or at least not living on campus or many people living. Yeah. I mean, there will... everybody back and to to orchestrate that would be... So much. Difficult. And there is the opportunity for us to come to the December one, like free of charge or something like that. Nice. But I don't really think I will, mainly because by that point I will hopefully be married and in the midst of seminary. So there's not really any draw for me to come back to walk across with a degree that I've had for eight months. Yeah, and it might be even before you would be able to come back. But but in any case, we wanted to cover college because college is important. Now, you do have the, the folks that say, you know, college is not for everybody, and I would have to agree with that. There's some that, that uh, I've got friends that are very are very successful in what the world would look at as success as mm-hmm. far as uh, graduating through their different levels of career mm-hmm. and you know and have a lot less college than I do and I have a lot of respect for that and in folks who have other skills like uh, repairing vehicles and mm-hmm. welding and things like that, that the guy who changes light bulbs yeah right. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what that guy's business is? Like he is, just we do have a friend that does that. Yes. Uh, so there's not uh, it does you don't have to have a college degree to succeed in life, but a lot of us do. And um, I've just got so many memories. I won't say that college was necessarily the best six years of my life, and that's what I yeah that was a an mm. undergraduate though professional degree. Yeah. That uh, that I squeezed a five year program into six, um, but I had a blast doing it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I've had a lot of great things happen since then. And, uh, you know, one of the one of those products is sitting across from me in the studio now. It is yeah. I. So, you know, I'm not going to say that that was the best, but I have 
lots of cool memories. And I was thinking about this earlier today. When I think about college, I don't really think about how difficult such and such a test was. You know, I have a few memories of, you know, a bad grade or something that kind of stuck out. But generally speaking, when I think of college, I think of the relationships mm-hmm. and I think of the, the fun things and the events. Uh, I'm not really dwelling on the on the uh, all-nighters and stuff like that. So if you're a student in college now and you're like, I don't know what I'm going to be looking back at and seeing in, in uh, 2020 spring, well, don't, you know, don't fret because when you look back, hopefully you'll look back like me and just look at all the fun things and and hopefully there have been some fun things. We've been doing some fun things at home here, but that's not part of our discussion today. But Yeah, before we move on from that, though, I think even though I am still technically in the midst of college, I mean, you know, I graduate in a week and a half or something like that. I'm like, even I look back and like, don't look at what my freshman, sophomore years were like test wise and stuff like that. Like I do remember like some stuff, but I remember, as you said, like the relationships, like some of great guys that I got to know and be friends with. And like, I remember those guys and I don't really remember what happened in organic one. I know how <laughs> I know I made a B in it, but that's Perhaps because we I both blocked that out, <laughs> but that's only because I keep checking my cap compliance to make sure that I'm not going to get an email in like a week saying, dude, you forgot that one oddly specific class uh-huh. that, you know, we never told you about So cap compliance. Is that cap like cap and gown compliance? <laughs> I have no idea. It's cap with two P's. Basically, oh, I'm sure you, it's an acronym. Yeah. Basically, you want everything to be green, and currently mm-hmm. everything on mine is green. So we're, we look like I we'll graduate. I did have an uh, a acquaintance in pharmacy school who graduated, went to work, making bukus of money because he went to West Virginia to work, and got a notification from the school. He said, oh, by the way, you didn't take X class and your your X hours short or whatever, so you need to come back. And he had actually come back and take that class before they would you know, re-graduate him. I don't. It was very very strange because mm-hmm. I mean he was out and working. Yeah, but that happened to another buddy of mine too. You know, sometimes when you come from a community college to a four year college, things kind of get lost in translation. Uh-huh. And it was it it was either like his his advisor missed it or he missed it. Because, like, in my department, we pretty much from freshman year, you were like, here's how to find your CAP compliance. Mm. Make sure you're doing it. Because we don't really have advising. We just kind of get released and we kind of thrown to the wolves. And, <laughs> you know, you just try to make sure everything is clicked. But but, I'm sure that's a great method if you're listening to this and you're the wolf thrower. Yeah. Which, I mean, <laughs> I'm graduating on time. Mm-hmm. But a lot of other departments, you have to, like, meet with your advisor and some more. So he didn't know what a CAP compliance was or he didn't know how to find his. And then he was going to graduate in December, and they were like, you have to take one class. Ugh. It was like one three-hour course that he had to take. So he and took good a Good luck whole... if it's not offered when you need it. Yeah, he took a whole three hours. So I think he'll graduate in May, so we're, we're happy for See, him. See, that's kind of what I did. When I had finally changed my major to pharmacy, I started out in electrical engineering. That lasted a semester, and then we went to biology, and then I got bored and uh, wasn't sure what I was going to do, so I ended up in pharmacy. And I had a choice. I could take physics in the summer and start right away, or I could take a whole another year and start the next fall. And uh, that was a really good year. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> because I was determined not to take another lab. I had taken, uh, I think, intro to bio, or zoology and, and patholo- uh, plant pathology. Not plant pathology. Mm-hmm. Botany. Botany. That's gotcha. the word. The thing about plants. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
<laughs> like, remember I told you I'd forgotten about the study part? Yeah, no, clearly. So I took zoology and botany, both had labs in the summer. So I was just in lab all afternoon for a whole summer. I was like, not going to do it again. Yeah. So funny Adam, thing, though, the zoology and botany labs at Mississippi State are like super easy because they're all online. Basically, you just now or were or already were like, like even before this. So like people would be like, I got to go off to my botany lab and they would just go to the computer lab really? and they would, you know, they would watch a frog dissection, not in the botany huh. lab, but like in the zoology yeah. lab. Well, when it comes to computer labs for me, I remember that one semester I was in electrical engineering, I'd had to take Fortran. So I took this Fortran, this, I don't know if it's an obsolete language now or not. I think it maybe still is used. I think some, some people use Fortran. So I had Fortran class and I would go to the computer lab to write programs. Mm-hmm. Um, occasionally we go to a, like a writing center kind of a thing. Yeah. But there was no word processors to write papers on. Mm. And I remember going back to the pharmacy school once to just on a visit and they were showing me this new building and all the plugins that that the students had because they had to have a laptop to um, to be in school. Yeah, and it's I a mean, requirement. That, it's now. a requirement now, and there wasn't even such a thing as a laptop when we were. I mean, I, I didn't have my first desktop until I had uh, been graduated two or three years, and even <laughs> then things were were new. Yeah, I mean, even at Mississippi State right now, there are minimum requirements that your computer has to meet. Wow. For engineering, at least. Mm-hmm. My department, less so, because our, our most difficult program we use is, like, not even that that strong. It's mostly Excel work, which is great for us. But for, like, mechanical engineering and software engineering, like, you're doing some serious stuff. Like, mm. you have to have a i7 processor, which is a really nice. And you have to have a minimum of a terabyte of storage and 6 gigs of RAM, maybe 8 gigs of RAM. You have to have a pretty substantial laptop in order to do that. Well, I have a substantial laptop now, but not <laughs> certainly didn't then. And you do a lot of things online, even just like uh, registering for classes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were sitting here the other day at home, and you're like, oh, I just registered for seminary classes. And, and I, we had to go to the Coliseum and wander from table to table. We'd go to the department. I don't, I, here's another thing that I don't even remember. I just remember being in the Coliseum mm-hmm. and registering. And yeah. then like writing a check at the end of the at the end of the process mm-hmm. or something like that, and it was just it's just very very strange because now I pay it, with a credit card. Yeah, it went from there. It went from what I did to I think you could uh, register by phone mm-hmm. for a while, and then now it's all online, and you can. I mean, I had to go to the the registrar and do drop ads, and you have these papers. And my my biggest fear every semester was I would register you know, midway through the last semester, and mm-hmm. I had this piece of paper that had my schedule on it. Oh, and you would lose it? I could never, I always had this biggest fear that I wouldn't be able to find it, and I would scramble like two days before class started trying to find that schedule. There's a tab for that now that yeah, says, sure. do your schedule and grades. I can look at all my schedules from all the college. And I can look at it too, and then I can look at yours. Um, I'm assuming you knew that. I, I think I gave you permission <laughs> for that grades, my you freshman did. year. You did, yeah. We stayed, We did everything the right way if you're, if you're listening. To Another big change people. between you and me was the quality of our dorm rooms because <laughs> I lived the life of luxury. <laughs> I had one roommate. I had my own bathroom. I'm pretty sure we had tile in it at one somewhere. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, that for a solid like two months, I we had to poop in the dark because the light bulb in the... <laughs> I don't know, the toilet room. Mm-hmm. 
um, went out. So, and we put it in a work order. Mm-hmm. Um, after a long time, it still hadn't, we had to put in two for it, but yeah, you had to poop in the dark because like the way the, the fixture is, it was like tamper proof or something. You had to spe- have oh, a special gosh. like okay. key or something to do it. So like students couldn't mess with it. So the idea of a lamp didn't occur to anybody. <laughs> I don't think there was a plug in the whole thing. So we <laughs> just did cords, lamps, <laughs> phones is probably what you did. Uh, we just cracked the door open and said, I'm pooping. Yeah. Well, see, in our dorm, everything, oh, the door was cracked open all the time, essentially. You mm-hmm. had uh, two or three showers on our hall. And um, and my poor roommate, Tom, he, uh, I know one time he he went to the shower. And when he came out, you know, as, as, as guys do in the dorm, he came out and had no clothes, no towel, no nothing. And he came into our dorm room. I don't think I did it. I'm sure somebody else did it. But um, it came into the dorm room wrapped in the shower curtain. We at least had shower curtains. <laughs> Did he forget <laughs> his he towel? Wasn't, he wasn't happy. What? Did he forget his towel or did somebody steal his clothes? No, we stole it. Or, oh. I mean, someone stole everything. Ah. And so all he had was the was the curtain. So he had to <laughs> take the curtain down and wrap himself in it and come in. And oh. He was wet and mad. That's funny. <clears throat> yeah, well, it was. it's funny now. <laughs> it was pretty funny then. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But yeah, so I guess classes really haven't changed. It's just the way you take them. I mean, I know information mm-hmm. grows, and you know, pharmacy school now takes seven years instead of five. Yeah. So it would have taken me eight or nine, probably the way I, the way I did that. But, but yeah, I feel like because a lot of these professors, at least in like my department, have been teaching since, you know, the early '80s. Some mm-hmm. of them, the '60s. I'm pretty sure we have some pretty ancient professors. But I mean, a lot of them they started out hand drawing handwriting everything mm-hmm. in doing these immense calculations and now they're having to figure out zoom yeah it's really <laughs> funny when you see a man with a phd not sure how to open up a pdf even though he's been <laughs> using pdfs like he'll open the tab and it's like notes 2003 and you're like you've had these notes since 2003 in this pdf format and you still haven't figured out how to open them you know I, this is be i would this just occurred to me thinking about notes i had a professor in seminary who was blind and he had notes in Braille. Okay. I mean, it was just a super thick notebook yeah, I'm or sure. something. Uh, and he would just, you know, scroll along with his with his hands and read the Braille and lecture. And I wonder what he would do. Somebody like that, that's fascinating to think about now. I mean, you can still do the lectures, but you definitely have to have to have an IT guy. Uh, <laughs> this is a story I saw on Maybe the internet. Not. But this girl was talking about her her blind professor. And she had to go, like, take a test or something, you know, because people miss tests for something. And she went and, like, he answered the door and everything. And it was, like, pitch black in his room Mm. because, like, he's blind. He doesn't need lights. So she, like, was by the window, like, taking this test. And halfway through, he went, oh, wait, you can see. (laughs) And, like, ran to to the light switch and turned it on. (laughs) That has absolutely nothing to do with our conversation, but I felt like it would be a hey, fun story. It relates. It relates. And so I guess and the other cool thing about college for you, um, you met your soon-to-be wife yes. at BSU in college. BSU has been a big thing for you. We won't dwell on that, but I, I was beyond college when I met my wife, but she was still in college when I met her. <laughs> well, at least somebody was we in college. We didn't meet at BSU, but we were both involved in BSU. So That was something very similar between the both of us, is that we both were pretty heavily involved in BSU. Absolutely. You were definitely a lot higher up on the totem pole, you know, you being BSU president and everything. But I, I tried to hold, hold my own. You held your own just fine. 
And it was funny too to think that the people who are now the the elder BSU directors in the state mm-hmm. were just a little bit ahead of me in yeah. school uh, at the time. And my BSU directors were a lot or of them are pretty while I was here, yeah, pretty I mean, when I was, close to your age. They were older than me, but not by much. Young at heart. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, so we uh we did some pretty fun things um, food wise in college. I talked to your sister, so I'm gonna give you a little bit of the okay. Ask her what her favorite things were, or what her uh, I guess biggest memories in her full semester of college. I mean, oh, she yeah. had a gap year, which is kind of like college, and then she had a year. And about a month before uh, quarantine hit and everybody mm-hmm. got sent home. But she, I'll throw these out. You tell me what you think, too. She said chicken nuggets. You know, everybody's a excited classic. when the cafeteria has chicken nuggets. Uh, so we have ramen, fried chicken. Fried chicken? That's our big one. Okay. So ramen noodles was a big thing. And I remember going to Walmart one year here, mm-hmm. and there was just a wall full it was it wasn't just a little display on the end of a counter mm-hmm. it was a wall full as soon as you walked into walmart that whole right side of the wall before you get to the deli yeah was full of ramen and i mean it was decimated by the time mm-hmm. the students finished i actually made a really interesting recipe with ramen one time so mm-hmm. we made ramen bowls the other day but that's not the interesting one um so at panda express carts are kind of they're like little bistro versions of panda express you can get the brand the the ramen burrito Ooh. where it's like a maybe a seaweed wrap or something like that. I don't know, oh, but it's so got it's not a tortilla really. No, it's it's like tortilla adjacent. I think because I don't think it's all seaweed, but it may be like mixed in. I'm not hundred percent sure on that. But they put ramen and then orange chicken in it. So we made the college version of it when I lived with the five guys in the house, um, where we actually took a tortilla, we made ramen, and then we made our own orange chicken from scratch mm-hmm. and wrapped it into a burrito. The fact that you made it from scratch just puts you at a level above a lot of college students. Yeah, I will say that it was good, um, but that is definitely only a meal that you you would eat in college. I don't think I would ever make that again, but I'm glad I tried it. Okay, so they all, that sounds interesting. And then to go on with Lauren's uh, list here, of course, ice cream and cookie dough. She said that when they're hanging out, they make these cookie logs, mm-hmm. which I don't know if I do that at, about that. I do that in college as well. Here, you take the uh, the cookie dough that's the you know the slice and bake cookie dough. Mm-hmm. But instead of slicing your bacon, you just unwrap it and lay it on a tray and cook it in the in the form of the log. You and can flatten it down a little bit if you want to. Pretty delicious. And so you have like gooey parts, you have crispy parts on the outside. Everybody gets what they like. Mm-hmm. It's really fun to just do. Just a boat of ice cream in the middle. Pretty much. That's the thank you, Coach Fisher, for introducing that to us. Uh, of course, pizza is a big deal. At her cafeteria in Union, they have a pretty good salad bar they have a smoothie bar i know y'all were talking about that mm-hmm. yesterday she was we do not have that as far as i know yeah so uh but they're, they have a pretty good we i ate there when we were moving her out the other day mm. had a, a decent bacon mac and cheese burger you would never see that at mississippi state yeah and i was surprised to see it there but it, it was all right um and then they had good looking pizza they had a hummus like salad plate with or bowl or yeah, yeah. container anyway um but she said the best college food she'd had so far, she made some uh, chicken tikka masala with her friends. And so y'all are y'all are really doing some some groundbreaking cook from scratch. She said they ordered the ingredients that they needed online. Uh, they made homemade naan bread mm-hmm. uh, and then Thai tea. I'm not sure where the Thai tea came into the I don't Indian know. food. They probably. But uh, I will say that she started doing that a lot earlier than I did because I think 
a lot of it came down to the difference in our dorm rooms because she almost has a full kitchen in hers. Yeah, yeah. Or very close to it. Me, I had the, the community kitchen at the end of the end of the hallway. And I don't even know if we even had that. I don't remember cooking. I remember having maybe having a microwave mm-hmm. in our dorm room or a toaster oven probably is more like it. We had a microwave and a full fridge, which was a, a bold See, we didn't have. We had a mini fridge, and I don't remember much besides that. And I think the mini fridge, you had to pay an extra 20 bucks a semester just to rent it mm. from a random... Well, it was from housing, but... Interesting. Anyway, so... And what I remember you telling me um about your freshman year was hit or miss catfish friday yes hit or miss catfish friday so the way that i found about this is you know at mississippi state your freshman year you if you live on campus which you know 95 percent of people do you have to get a meal plan and the easiest one is just grabbing the ultimate plan or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it all you can eat pretty much anywhere which you know is pretty nice pretty nice I definitely did gain the freshman 45, mm-hmm. but <laughs> pizza was the best thing there. But on Fridays, you had hit or miss Catfish Fridays. So you know the whole thing. Not an official name from the Not, not an official name. That's a, <laughs> that's That was actually given to me by my family group um, leader. He came in ate with us. He was a senior, so he literally bought a meal plan only to eat with his family group, which I thought was a really cool move. So what he did it was is that you know the whole thing. Is it Catholics can't eat meat on Friday? Was that the mm-hmm. tradition? Yeah. So the cat, the cafeteria had catfish, and the reason it was called hit or miss is that it was every Friday, and it was either really really good, or like full of bones and tasted nasty, like straight <laughs> dirt, and you just never knew. So like you would keep getting it, hoping you would hoping get, hoping it was a hit, <laughs> hoping it was a hit, and sometimes it was awful, but they had a good tartar sauce, so you could usually mask whatever yeah, it was. Well. Well, that was pretty bad. Or just go get pizza, which was, you know, an easy move. Yeah, see, that that didn't happen. We had cafeteria, just your straight up, walk through the line, choose your stuff, and come out at the end cafeteria Mm. style. I don't remember. Aside from the union. I mean, we had maybe a few fast food type things in the union or Mm -hmm. where you get a burger or sandwich or something. But, gosh, it's so different now. We have a Chick-fil-A. Oh, that was not even, gosh, that was. Chick-fil-A's were only in malls then Mm -hmm. when I was in school. It wasn't even an option outside of. Unless you lived in Atlanta, you might find a Chick-fil-A outside of a mall, but otherwise, no. But um, another thing you've done for me that y'all have done, um, your roommates, is the Tresadillas. Yes, the Tresadilla. So this one is an interesting one. Uh, This came out from living with a couple guys in the house where we made the ramen burritos. Uh, But that year, uh, we ate at cookout a lot as a group. Just because it had just opened up, it was really interesting. And something really good at cookout is the quesadillas. Uh, what makes them unique is that they have like this nice little kind of spicy mayo-y sauce in them, and they're folded in half. So one day I was eating one, and I thought, like, what would it be like to put one of these quesadillas inside of another quesadilla? So we were talking about it, and we came up with the. I think we were gonna do the the double dia or something like that, but that was already trademarked by Taco Bell. So we decided, I think from Nathan Taylor, we figured out the name Tresadilla. And so we made one. Mm -hmm. We made several, actually. So we made our own, like, Taco Bell sauce from scratch, you know, using one of the recipes online. And then you just meet. See, I couldn't look up a recipe online. I remember moving into an apartment and finding a recipe in the drawer that the guy before me had left. And it was for pineapple cheese casserole. 
And he was actually in the band with me. I can't remember the guy's name right Sounds off. It's horrible. No, it's delicious. What type of cheese? Cheddar. Oh, we're going to have to make that this week. I'm yeah. so confused. But we the point is, we, I couldn't look up a recipe online. Yeah. We had to depend on a cookbook, our own ingenuity. Yeah. So we did that, you know, meat, cheese, tortilla. You fold it in half. You toss it in the pan with like a tablespoon of butter. I, there's almost a stick of butter per mm-hmm. each quesadilla just to keep them from sticking. So you make two of those, and then you put a flat quesadilla, cheese, the sauce, more meat, a little bit more cheese, the two quesadillas, cheese, and then the final tortilla. And it requires two men to flip it because you, if you if you try to flip it by yourself, there's so much going on that mm-hmm. it just spills everywhere. So it required like two guys, two four spatulas, like, and we flipped them. Uh, one of my roommates teared up the first time he ate one and to this day too much hot sauce (laughs) not really to this day i have yet to see one somebody finish a complete one in one sitting typically you can only eat about half before like there's just so much cheese Uh and butter in your arteries that you're half like i have to stop or i will die before the end of this well that's caleb got close that's definitely a college food we had uh we we i'm trying to think my first year, like I said, the dorm, we didn't have much to cook with. In my first apartment with Paul and Tom, we cooked, but I just don't have any memories of it, really. But when I lived with Daryl and Lee, we cooked all the time. Mm-hmm. And we would, you know, after after games, instead of going out to eat, we would cook for our dates or whatever, or before or after or whatever. Yeah, that's um, a habit that me and my friends have started, that um, th- my senior year, you know, my last season, I always ate with the same, like, three people at one of their apartments that was close to campus. Yeah. And, you know, Todd's Kitchen mm-hmm. on Instagram, a lot of, I've eaten most of those meals. Yeah. And they're pretty good. Uh, a lot of protein, a lot of starches, but pretty solid. Oh, I'm sure. Well, we did a lot of grilling. I don't remember having a grill, but I remember grilling. So I guess we, maybe the apartment had one or who knows. Mm-hmm. But I remember specifically one time we did, um, we were going to have baked beans. And so we were, we got the, you know, the beans in the can. And then we, <clears throat> then we added, you know, our ketchup, our mustard, our barbecue yeah. sauce, our brown sugar, bacon, whatever. And but we got it ready ahead of time, so we we put a layer of saran wrap on it. And then we just set it inside the stove. We didn't mm-hmm. we weren't cooking it. It wasn't time for it yet. So when it came time, you know, we got our timing right. We said, okay, well, it's time to heat up the beans. So we just turned the stove on. You know, right there already on there. So and we baked, baked them. And you're getting ahead of me. Um, we opened the stove before it's time to eat and we're like wasn't there saran wrap on this before we started (laughs) and there was no sign of it so we're looking around and you could see just little crusty bits or yeah where the the casserole dish wasn't smooth anymore and we realized that the of course the saran wrap had melted into the beans Mm. but lee ever the the brave (laughs) ones like i'll try it (laughs) So he ate a couple bites, and he's a doctor now. I don't know if he would do it now, mm. but uh, yeah, it didn't kill him. But we encouraged him not to finish it. But I'm sure. But Lee, just to just since I mentioned Lee, Lee helped us out a lot. We lived in a house one year, um, but even the apartment in the house, he had a grocery store. Like his dad ran a grocery store. Okay. So he would bring groceries back. Mm. He was a big hunter, so we had a lot of deer meat. I have a roommate like that. So all we, the sausage. We ate very well while we lived with Lee. And, and we like to cook. One, I know Daryl uh, taught me this is nothing, you know, it's it's not like a uh, orange chicken from scratch. But but we did barbecue chicken a lot, and we just mm. buy the chicken parts and 
put barbecue sauce on it, and then we would sprinkle a can of mushrooms around it Ooh. and cook it with that. And then we usually had it with corn for some reason. I remember corn. Um, but we did that a lot. Um, but it wasn't just eating the food. I know we need to wind things up here in a minute, but um, we played with our food too. Um, Lee, <laughs> Lee had this, he had heard the story that you could not crack an egg by grabbing it from the two long ends. Mm-hmm. There's something about the physics of an eggshell that if you squeeze it from the yeah. from the long ends that it would not crack. And so he tried it. And guess what? It cracks. <laughs> it cracks. <laughs> or else he was a little bit off. Either way, the egg cracks. He's got egg all over his head. Mm. But not only did it go over his head, it ex- more or less exploded because yeah. he was putting a lot of pressure on it. We found egg yolk in Ooh. the curtains, Ooh. all over the walls. I mean, months later, when we're cleaning up the apartment, we're finding bits of egg. That's funny. All over the place. Um, he also, you know, we did, uh, he also, this is not food per se, but um, we wanted to see what would happen if you jumped on a two-liter Coke bottle. You know, could you shoot the bottle top mm-hmm. out? So, Lee decided to do that, but unfortunately, we didn't unscrew the bottle top. <laughs> And so instead of the bottle top flying off, the, just explode. the bottle, no, it didn't explode. It rolled. <laughs> so Lee just landed just... on his hook, <laughs> took us. That's um, funny. To say the least. So that was, I mean, we, and those are the kind of things when I go back, when I was saying earlier, I remember the fun things about college. That's what I remember. Mm-hmm. When I get together with Daryl and Lee, which is rare, but on the few times that we've been able to get together since then, those are the stories we tell. Mm-hmm. And that's what we remember. Um, and then last but not least was our Kroger ice cream runs. For for a year, we lived in this house that was just basically a two-minute drive to our local Kroger. Mm. And it didn't take much to convince us, you want to get some ice cream? Yeah, we need to get some ice cream. I actually do that with uh, Lindsay. You know, sometimes we'll just hop in a car know, that. and just run to Kroger, grab a pint of whatever Ben & Jerry's flavor looks good, and then grab some spoons from the deli. And just eat it straight in my car. Sometimes yeah. not even leaving the parking lot. <laughs> that sounds great. I think that's very creative and, and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. All right, you know what those drum beats are. It is now time for our favorites. So, Dad, what's your favorite for this week? Well, my favorite this week is a show, or two shows actually. One's going on now, one uh, finished uh, maybe in the last year. Um, they're both star my friend who is a chef, Vivian Howard. Uh, she is a chef in Kinston, North Carolina, which I have not been to Kinston. But Vivian and I met at Southern Foodways Alliance meetings a uh, long, long time ago. And since that time, she has just become this huge deal. So her first TV show was called A Chef's Life. It's on PBS, and I'm, you can get the DVDs. You can still watch it. I'm sure it still pops up from time to time on PBS. Um, and that's where she started. She did maybe three or four or five years of that, or seasons anyway. Uh, and it's just like, it's kind of a reality show, but, you know, the reality show of a chef, it gets into her, you know, you meet her kids and mm-hmm. her husband and the, the ins and outs of restaurant. And then she would go to farms, and she would kind of focus each um, show on one ingredient. Well, now she's got a new show. I believe it's a six-show uh, run this season called Somewhere South. And so what she's doing now is taking dishes like hand pies and porridge and pickles, things that have an iteration of some sort 
in like every culture. Mm -hmm. And so she travels around and she meets people from other cultures who are, you know, to talk about their version of where we might say our porridge is grits and they would have chicken congee or something like that. Or maybe it's, you know, cream of wheat or whatever mm -hmm. your porridge is. Um, and this, like I said, we watched Pickles, and so she did a lot of things with the with the Brown in the South mm -hmm. uh, chefs, um, the Indian guys who and, and ladies who are um, kind of fusing Southern and, mm -hmm. and, and Indian food together. Um, Girl from Sri Lanka was on there. Anyway, highly recommend. And I love watching food shows. I know that I'm a little bit unique in that, in the sense that. I just really get a lot of pleasure out of watching the food. And, and it's kind of fun, too, to see people I know. I have to mm -hmm. admit that. But uh, Somewhere South, it's on PBS, starring Vivian Howard, produced by her. Uh, and then when you have time, if you're looking for something to binge watch and you can find a way to do it, look for A Chef's Life. So my favorite this week is going to probably be pretty similar to my, my first favorite. Um, but, you know, some favorites are just meant to be repeated. Um, we're all stuck in quarantine or self-isolation, however you want to define it. And so now is the time to go take a recipe and that you've wanted to try but have been a, maybe a little afraid to try and just go for it. Today, I made biscuits. I've never made biscuits before. You surprised us all. I, I know. I, and there were layers, and I was not expecting layers. And we made chorizo gravy, which we had never done before. So now it's just a time to see something. I made ramen bowls. You know, there's just a lot of not stuff. Not this morning. Not this morning. Earlier this week. Earlier this week. But <laughs> there's just a lot of things you can try. And, you know, if you mess it up severely, you and maybe three other people will know that. You'll laugh about it. Mm -hmm. Try something else. You can find some really interesting things. Yeah, I think about every third meme you see on social media right now during quarantine and self-isolation or shelter at home, whatever you want to call it, is is about weight mm. <laughs> and how much we're all gaining weight. But I'll notice, too, that there's a lot of us, you know, there's a lot more of us walking and riding bikes uh, as well. So maybe we'll find a little counterbalance there. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed it and think others might enjoy it too, please share. Please give us a good rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you found us. And they are Legion. You can find us on the worldwide interweb at Vittle Vital Pod on Instagram and Twitter, Vittles and Vitals Podcast on Facebook. And we'd love to hear from you. If you have an idea of a subject you'd like to hear us cover, shoot us a DM. And remember, if it's vital, look for the Vittles. <laughs>